Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. I am here on this Sunday morning getting ready for football. Um, we're here ready ready to start some games. So uh, how you doing, Pat? Hey, I just couldn't go a week without doing this podcast. So I woke up early on a Sunday morning to do this podcast. Um, I know how everybody stresses over their fantasy lineups and what better place to get some fantasy knowledge than pro football jokes? Am I right, Alex? Absolutely. And, you know, we'll probably get this podcast up when plenty of time. You'll have probably like 15 minutes before you <laughs> set your lineup. So, um, yeah, I think it, I think it's a good spot. Um, probably not going to have time to edit this podcast. So if there are any screw ups, uh, that's not my fault. Um, but uh, with that being said, why, why don't we get right into it so we can uh, Give, give our many fans uh, some time to set their lineup before the game. Um, so why don't we start with the most important important position in the NFL, but not so much in fantasy, uh, the quarterback position. Uh, Pep, who do you think uh, is going to be the number one fantasy quarterback this week? Wow, that is a loaded question. Um, you could easily go with Brady against the Jets. Um, my dark horse is kind of Kirk Cousins against the Raiders. Everybody's kind of expecting um, a bounce back it. from Kirk Cousins. Um, and the the way the um, Mahomes had uh, against the Raiders secondary last week, I think Kirk Cousins can get something going with Thielen and Diggs. Yeah, I, I really like that. And this is where Kirk thrives, you know, in the 1 p.m. slate game where nobody's really watching. Like that's that's when he really is really at his best. Yeah, one thing I noticed is uh, everybody kind of gave up on Kirk and dropped him in a lot of leagues I was in. So I went and picked him up if I had space on the bench. Um, and if you have the capacity to do that, go and do it. Yeah, my, my, my only concern with Kirk is just how frequently the Vikings want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. Um, so that that would be my only, and especially against the Raiders when they, they should control this game from start to finish. They might just, you know, like in week one where Kirk just threw 10 passes, it could be similar to that would be my only concern. On a side note, do you kind of feel weird about the Vikings? Like you get this vibe that the Vikings are like, we run the ball. We run ball. We are Vikings. <laughs> like they just yeah. want to prove it to the world that they can yeah. run the football. Yeah, At Dalvin some point. Cook has been killing it though. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's been running very well. Um, he's running with a chip on his shoulder, if you will, because he's been injured all these seasons. Um, we'll throw that aside, but. Gosh, it's it's a it's a different vibe in Minnesota, and I think they if they want to win games, they got to put it on Kirk's shoulders. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they have two elite pass catchers with Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, like, and Kirk is such a rhythm passer that like you want to get him get him going where he throws like where where you, where you get him in a rhythm, throw him uh, you know a bunch of passes you know in a row to. Is good pass catchers. I mean, even Chad Beebe even had a long catch last week. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean they, they they got some weapons there. You know, hopefully they get Irv Smith involved as the uh, season progresses. Um, so they get just a few other options than just um, those top two receivers he has. But, 
even so, yeah, I think they they do just got to sprinkle in a little more, a little more to the passing game. And you I, you don't want to pound your injury running back with too many carries, even if he is running the ball well. Right, right. Back to fantasy purposes. Um, so if you see Kirk Cousins in your league, I would say add him and start him. If you are in a deep league, plus twelve after twelve teams. Um, Alex, what do you think about picking up Josh Allen and starting him if you're that desperate, if you're a Drew Brees owner, if you're a Ben Roethlisberger owner? Look, Josh Allen has been a good fantasy quarterback. Like, he might not be a good real-life quarterback, but he, <laughs> he's he's a good in fantasy. He runs the ball. He runs for touch. He had a rushing touchdown each of his first two games. Last week, during the last five weeks, he was the number one fantasy scoring quarterback last year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's weird because the Bills just don't have a good offense. It's like, it, it does just feel weird putting him as your starting quarterback. Um, but he somehow he racks up fantasy points. So, like, why not against the Bengals roll him out yeah, there? Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to go and start, you know, the Panthers back up or your Teddy Two Gloves or Mason Rudolph, <laughs> I think you should. Before you do all that, just see if Josh Allen's available. You know, I I don't yeah, you know, some leagues are very deep. So I try to um side with our fans and see yeah, I mean, where, where their weaknesses are, but yeah. Um what wh- what do you think uh wh- what do you think of Kyler Murray so far? I think uh I, I, I have some thoughts on him, but I just want to see what your opinion is and if you be comfortable rolling him out there as your starting quarterback, you know, from every week, basically. Um, all right. Um, in general, I am way more impressed with him than I thought I'd be. Um, on a fantasy standpoint, probably not. But I, I think uh, the, he has laid the bedrock, and you can only go up from what Kyler Murray has done. He had made a competitive game against the Ravens. He, he brought him back against um, the lions. Um, and and he, he made some impressive throws and you're starting to see Larry Fitzgerald emerge in that offense, which is exciting. Um, sorry for fantasy owners. I thought Christian Kirk would break out, but um, back to Kyler Murray. I, I, I just think he's, um, he's only going to grow. Um, whether record shows it or not, he is uh he's he's making some impressive plays and I, I think he's only gonna get better from here. Yeah, I agree. I have no problem rolling out Kyler Murray as an every week starter in fantasy. I mean, he he's been good. Like last week he put up sixteen points, which isn't great, but he, you know, that that was with he didn't throw a touchdown and he didn't and, and he only rushed for four yards. Um the only thing I would be concerned about is how little he is running the ball. Um because that was, you know, one of the big high points of drafting him is that you thought you were going to get that rushing uh, boost from him. Um, but it looks like it, it does. They, they didn't. I'll make the point on the broadcast last week that like Kyler Murray doesn't want to run the ball. He's he's smaller than everybody else. He gets down real quick, um, and it, it seems like he doesn't really want to. He, he wants to be a pocket passer, or at least a, he wants to be a passer, at least. Um, yeah. but that being said, he's throwing the ball a ton. He's get he's racking up yards. Um, I think they will find the end zone more as the season, uh, as the season progresses. So 
Um, I, I'm, I'm fine rolling out there every week. Yeah, that that is totally a valid statement to make. Valid argument, if you will. Uh, All right. I'm in. I'm in your corner, Alex. And uh, last thing on the quarterbacks, I wanted to see of the new starters, who would you want to? Who who would you start if you had had to choose between them? There's Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Josh Rosen, or Luke Falk. So. Based on the system, I would go Mason Rudolph. Um, he's probably a Landry Jones. Give him like two interceptions. Um, but based on the Steelers' offensive system and how much draft capital they spent on this guy, I'm going to just take a shot in the dark and go on Mason Rudolph. We've kind of like if he yeah, – all these other guys, I, I would probably go Teddy Two Gloves next as my second pick. No slight to Teddy Two Gloves. Love Teddy. I just know that offense is going to get messed up by Taysom Hill. So, um, yeah, sorry, I should, should have mentioned you, you can start Taysom Hill if you prefer to. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a messed up world we live in, isn't it, Alex? Yeah. Um, I think I might go Daniel Jones um, just because he has a little more rushing upside. Uh, I think the Bucks are still a little bit easier to match it, even though the defense hasn't been impressive so far through two weeks. But, um, I, I think I might lean towards Daniel Jones. I, I can see uh, Kyle Allen also has a pretty good matchup against the Cardinals, but I don't know that I can trust uh, Kyle Allen as much, even though he did look good in week 17 last year. But I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm not on the Daniel Jones train just because of the roster surrounding him. I don't really have any beef with the guy himself. I just think... Um, my Mason Rudolph pick is based on the talent around him. Um, and, and Daniel Jones, I'm, I'm giving him all the, the space to prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, he, he looked great in the preseason, but we have seen a lot of guys who look great in the preseason, not do so much in the year in the regular season. So we'll see. Um, see how it works out. I think it'll at least make the, the Giants more fun to watch, uh, which is a good thing for fans of the NFL. Very much so. And we are still on the quarterback position, Alex. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the running back position, a little bit more important here. Um, in 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 fantasy, um, so who do you think uh, – who, who would be your top scoring running back this week? But... My top scoring running back, well, you know I've been riding the uh, Austin Eckler train for so long <laughs> uh, in our Dynasty League. It's, it's going to be tough to um, shy away from that one. Um, you kind of caught me on a weak note here. Um, I'm going to say David Johnson has his best week against Carolina. Ooh. Um, I, I think um, as this offense goes on, and as we were talking about Kyler Murray, everybody's getting their role, and David Johnson has kind of surged up um, progressively in these two weeks. Yeah, I think David Johnson has played pretty well, uh, and he's, he's faced a lot less stacked fronts. This year, I think like he's he's played against at least. Uh, Sorry, I 
Okay, this Alexa apparently thinks I'm talking to her. Um, Alexa wants to be a part of the podcast. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, he's he's gone got against like nickel fronts, um, like a way higher percentage than he did last year, where he was just facing stack fronts and with a terrible offense. Um, so I, I could see him breaking out. I I would still probably go with Zeke as the top ranked running back this week against the Dolphins. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you never know. He couldn't, they could just end up resting him in the the fourth and maybe third quarter if they're just doing what every team's done to the Dolphins so far. So um, I want to take you to Ravens chiefs. It's going to rain this game and whether it will be a factor per uh, Ian Rappaport. Do you think Mark Ingram has a big game? I I hope so. I'm starting him in Dynasty. So um, I, I, I certainly look not like the Chiefs defense are world beaters. So I, I think you're starting Mark Ingram regardless. Um, but yeah, I think that does. I think that favors the Ravens overall. Um, then again, Patrick, I, I haven't seen anything really stop Patrick Mahomes to date as, in his NFL career. So I don't know if a little bit of rain is going to do it. Yeah, probably not. But if it does turn into that bad of rain of their saying, uh, definitely start Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram in all your leagues. It's going to be a rushing kind of day. And then keep an eye on those Chiefs running backs. Uh, Shane McCoy is questionable at this moment. Yes. Um, and that is Alex's dream um, to have Darwin Thompson get a chance. Absolutely. Um, if you're in a deep league, Deep, deep league, or if you're a crazy fan duel person, Alex yeah. will tell you start Darwin Thompson right now. Am I wrong? Yeah, he, is, he is his he is he's at minimum value at on FanDuel right now. Um you you would think with with Damian Williams out, JD McCoy questionable, probably gonna play, but you, you he's not gonna play hundred percent of the snaps, especially with him being in, injured. Darwin Thompson gets at least like 30, 40% of the snaps. I mean, that, that's his chance, chance to shine and prove that, prove how good he is. And I think well, if he does start to flash a little bit, he might even play more than that. So we'll see. I love, love it. Um, I don't think the Ravens are going to know what hit them when Darwin Thompson comes onto the field. Uh, and Damian Williams oh, just say goodbye to his job. The Alex hype for running backs <laughs> fans. Uh, listen carefully. Listen, but listen carefully. I'm going to take you to the St. Seahawks game, Alex. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. It it seems a lot of people are speculating there's a little battle in this backfield now. Oh, yeah, Chris Carson just keeps fumbling the ball. Um, that, that's his only problem. He's like clearly the – I think he's clearly the – better runner at least more consistent runner Rashad Penny has those explosive plays which I do think he makes him a good change of pace back um so I I think it's still going to be a committee as as it has been with Chris Carson leading the way um so I'm still fine rolling out Chris Carson um but I I would say if, if Rashad Penny Rashad Penny should be owned in most leagues but if he's not you know pick him up and stash him on your bench um or even play him like you, if you're if you're in a deeper league and in trouble in a tough spot, you can you can start him out there and he'll he'll get some carries and get some opportunities. So 
Yeah. Um, I advised my friends or my roommate's girlfriend to, uh, uh, start Chris Carson as the RB two minus the two fumbles last week. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's time to give up on Chris Carson quite yet. Uh, I sent Alex a video of him, uh, two years ago, September, 2017, he was saying it's Chris Carson's backfield and Chris Carson is still a member of the Seahawks folks. And he was, he was undrafted, wasn't he? Uh, no, I think it was a seventh round pick. Seventh round. He he was a late late round pick, but he is still a member of this roster. And he, time and time again, when he's gotten the chance, has gotten it done. Um, sands the two fumbles last week. Um, I, I I'm gonna stay on the Chris Carson train and keep him as an RB two. Yeah, I agree. Um. And on a lighter note, uh, if you are in a deep league, deep, deep league, Rams-Browns, Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown getting the goal line touches, what do you think? Um, I mean, I I think you're still rolling out Todd Gurley every week. Um, As of now, I know his touches have certainly gone down, but he's still still producing at a – at, at a starter level rate. Um, and I think, I, I think Malcolm Brown is certainly going to cut into those carries. Um, there is the, I mean, what I've heard is that they're really just switching off series. Um, like the Gurley's going to get two and then Malcolm Brown's going to get one. Um, so it's not so much. They'll put Malcolm Brown just automatically in at the goal line. Um, he just happened to, to, to be on the couple of drives where they, where they drove down there. Um, so I, I wouldn't be too worried about Todd Gurley. Obviously he's not going to be what he was last year or the year before where he was just a clear cut fantasy RB one. Um, now he's, but I, I'd just say I'm still definitely comfortable starting him every week. I will say this about Todd Gurley. Um, he is, giving me more than I expected. I expected a nine points a game and having him in dynasty. I'm one of those guys. I'm like, that's totally understandable, man. Your knee hurts. That's cool. They're not (laughs) going to use it that much. I feel really bad for you. You're 25 and you have arthritic knees. (laughs) Um, But he is, he's given me, uh, given me what a, what a messed up statement. Uh, He he's averaged like 14 points a week. Um, so the Rams are still using him and, um, to give up on him or pass on him in a draft, I think is crazy. Um, so he is, he is, uh, still a very valuable fantasy asset, um, in my, my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, maybe later in the season, they they don't want to use him up early, but later in the season, the Rams, need him they will give him the ball more because they do think they still believe in him as their best running back so um if they're in a tight spot i think Gurley will be the one to get the ball yeah and and jumping on the other side of the ball alex nick chubb i you know i'm the biggest nick chubb fan uh fantasy wise this season um i think this is his game to really break 100 yards and Break some touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been good. He had a, had a very good week last week. Um, I think uh, 
I did hear that he, Freddie Kitchen said that he he wants to get Chubb more touches. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe they throw him the ball a little bit more. He was he was pretty good as a receiver last year. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know. They're using Dontrell Hilliard and De- De- Ernest Johnson on on third down. <laughs> so I, 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 I I'm think, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I mean. I think they're going to give Chubb more touches. I think the Browns' offense will look more in sync as the season progresses. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think uh, I think it's a, another good week for Nick Chubb. Again, he's a guy you're rolling out there every week. Um, one more team I want to talk about running back-wise, 49ers. What do you make of this backfield, fantasy-wise? <laughs> you know, I don't know at all. <laughs> I mean – Shanahan Higgins is back in full force. Um, I would, uh, I think Matt Breida would still be the guy I'm most confident in, but I, I mean, Mostert, I think Mostert's good too. I think they'll use both of them as long as, and then I don't know if Tevin Coleman gets healthy, do they work him in too? I, I, I really have no idea. And the, the thing with Matt Breida is I think he's clearly the best, even though I do like, I do like Mostert as well, but, I, I, they they don't seem to use him much in the passing game, and they don't use him around the goal line, which really limits his kind of ceiling or it, and even lowers his floor too. So that that's the only concern with with Brita. Um, so I mean, I, I think he's definitely startable, but it's kind of low expectations for him. Yeah, I've had a few people ask me, like, you always get those questions where people give you, like, four choices on who to start, and <laughs> Matt Breed is always in the picture. I'm like, oh, what format? Are we standard PPR here? Or, like, because Matt Breed, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the 49ers backfield. Um, you and I both know Matt Breed is a good back. Uh, I started hopping on the Matt Breed train at the end of last year. You had been on it for a while. I'll give you credit. Um, but in terms of, like you said, the goal line touches in the passing game, it, it gets a little tricky there. Raheem Mozart um, kind of gets those touches. And uh, <laughs> it, it is just way too tricky. And I just do not touch that 49ers backfield at all. Yeah, it, when I can, it, it's tough. Um, I did, did want to ask you, uh, what, what do you think of Carry On Johnson? Are you worried about him at all? Uh, he had, he did have a good week last week, but he kind of just got uh, he hadn't had that one thirty-three yard receiving touchdown. He probably wouldn't wouldn't have had such a great day and didn't have a great week one either. Um, and he's not playing as many of the snaps as we kind of expected. We, I think we both everybody expected him to be more of a workhorse. Um, but, uh, are you worried at all about carry on? Um, a little bit, uh, because, you know, when the lions take away Riddick, you think instantly carry on's going to be the three down back every series. Um, and carry on's going to be this passing catching guy. Um, and he, he just hasn't had the production and, and the Lions um the Lions themselves haven't had the production. Last week was a thirteen to ten game. Uh and this week they're going against the Eagles and that defensive front. Um 
So you're going to have a tough fantasy start there with carry on Johnson. Um, it's just, you know, it, it goes back to this story of should we start any Lions running back <laughs> because teams know when the Lions are going to run the ball. So the teams will stack the box up and stop the running back. Um, will carry on Johnson get a hundred yard game this season? Absolutely. But in terms of how the Lions run their offense, I am a little worried, Alex, uh, because on Johnson, by no means, is a bad running back. He's a good running back. But I, I, I'm more worried about the system he's in um, and, and how they use him. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think Carrion's a good running back. I think – I don't really think he's a good receiver. I mean, last week he, he did have the receiving touchdown, but he was – really dropped what should have been an easy pass and bobbled it and managed to fortunately there was no one around him and he was able to gather it again uh and then just kind of walked in um he dropped another pass um and they have ty johnson the rookie that they like and jd mckissick who are good receiving backs um ty johnson actually impressed me with one of his runs uh i i, I was watching the lions game and was like Oh man, that was a nice run by Carrion. And then, like, saw the number. I'm like, oh wait, that's not Carrion. That's Ty Johnson. They, I was like, oh look how it was just a, just impressive the way he was able to cut up field and that acceleration he had. He's just a little bit faster and more explosive than Carrion. Uh, I still think Carrion's the better running back overall, but um, it just is. I think they will want to work those other guys in. Um, JD McKissick, obviously, a former wide receiver, very good. Uh, receiver out of the backfield. So I think those guys will get touches um, and maybe carry on was, was, we were a little priced him a little high. He ended up like going in like the third round by the end of drafting season. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't touch carry on and pass the third round. Um, and I don't think you did either. Uh, I, I did. I, w- I was a little bit on the carry on train. Um, I, I didn't draft him too many places, but uh, I started to cool on him once he, once he rose that high. Um, but uh, most of the time when I didn't draft him, I just drafted Devonta Freeman anyway. So that didn't work out. Either, yeah. So um, if you couldn't get carry on Johnson, Josh Adams was, or, um, What's his face on the Raiders? Sorry. Um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs yeah. was still available at pick 58, I believe, uh, in most leagues. Yeah, so, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't on Josh Jacobs, so that's worked out for me pretty well. Alex is a happy fantasy person, folks. <laughs> Shall we go to wide receivers, Alex? Yes, please. Um, all right. Well, is anybody you want to start with at wide receiver? <clears throat> I'll start with a personal one, Stefan Diggs. Um, I understand everybody's frustration through two weeks in a half PPR format. He has gotten, I think, 12 points. I could be wrong on that stat, but he has gotten very little points. And a lot of people drafted him very high, and they expect Stefan Diggs to uh, have some top 10 receiver production. Yeah, I mean, um, last week I, he had a 49-yard receiving touchdown and ended up with 9.9 points in PPR. So that's um, not good. I think this week, folks, you, you just keep staying on the Stefan train, folks. You just keep starting him because this week 
could be the week he breaks out. That's how I started Stefan Diggs every week last year. I'm like, this is the week, this is the week, this is the week. And that's usually not the way to do it. But Stefan Diggs is a very talented player. And like Alex and I were talking about with Kirk and how he gets in a rhythm, once Kirk gets in a rhythm, he's going to throw to his guys. And Stefan Diggs last year, once Kirk got in that rhythm, you got some good fantasy points out of him. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we we talked enough about the Vikings passing game, but I think uh, these guys will bounce back with Thielen and Diggs. Uh, Thielen's been pretty solid, but um, certainly not at the production that we expected from him in previous years. Um, uh, one guy I wanted to talk about who I think has a great matchup this week, and I I, I, I was really into him, Kenny Galladay. Um Great matchup against the Eagles. He killed it last week. Um, I, I I think this guy could be a wide receiver one for the rest of the season. Um, and I absolutely love him this week. Unfortunately, I am playing against him when I'm playing a jump in Dynasty, but um, that's okay. He'll, yeah, I'll win regardless. Yeah. He, he is a beast. And in every league <laughs> that wasn't NFL managed, <laughs> um, Kenny Galladay was projected as a um, – he was in the 50s. And everybody let him go till like, the 70s. So <laughs> I picked up Kenny Galladay in every, every league that I could um, when he fell that far. And I guess people just don't watch the Lions. That's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but – you know, you and I and Jemp and Reeb and Drew, we followed the Lions last year um, because we were forced to. But Kenny Galladay was impressive. And if there's anything about the Lions that is solidified, it's the fact that he is a wide receiver one, like you said, Alex. Um, so I am starting him in a lot of leagues. And he is quite the beast. I expect a 100-yard day against that beat-up Eagles defense as Howie Roseman tries to trade for Jalen Ramsey. But they do not have him. I, I, I agree that, uh, that, that it's, it's, it's a Yeah, I, I, everything you said I agree with. Um, one other guy I wanted to talk about. Um, has, has Chris Godwin become the, the top target in Tampa Bay? I've seen it. He's, oh. he's, he's cost high more than uh, Mike Evans in FanDuel. Um, I've seen a lot of rankings where he's people are ranking him ahead of Mike Evans in their start rankings. Is is he now the wide receiver one in, in Tampa Bay? What is he averaged 20 fantasy points PPR format across the first two weeks? Uh, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, he has. I would say yes. Man, I, 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 are you just kind of gloating on there? I just, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a bold take. I mean, Mike Evans, yeah, he hasn't done much for the first two weeks, but I mean, it's only two weeks. Um, I know there was a lot of hype for Chris Godwin, and I was a part of that. Um, I, I wouldn't discount Mike Evans just, yeah. I mean, not that they can't both be good. I mean, they can certainly be like a Thielen and Diggs type of duo. Um, it's just kind of interesting, I think, that people are, just all of a sudden putting Godwin is the are so quick to put Godwin ahead of Evans. Um, and I, I am, I, I am with it. I, I, I would, I would rank him ahead too. Um, but I, I, I just surprised at how many people are just jumping on that, on that train. 
Yeah, I mean, you were watching it all last season, so. Yeah. Um, uh, also, great matchup for both of them against the Giants, so. <laughs> yeah, I I would be shocked if the Bucks couldn't pull this one off against the Giants. I, I would, you know, jumping ahead of the podcast here, I, I would start Bucks defense against Giants against a rookie quarterback any day, but they are the Bucks. so anyway. Um, I, it, who are your dark horses as wide receivers, Alex? If you're in a 12-man, 14-man league um, and – your wide receiver goes down. Say you're starting Alshon Jeffrey. Who are you picking up? Um, one guy who you might want to target if you're in a really, really deep league. How about how about James Washington? Um, not not a bad matchup against the the Forty Niners. Uh, their secondary isn't. Uh, it's played pretty well as as of now, but um, I think that their front seven is the strong part of their defense. Um, James Washington just has that connection with Mason Rudolph. Um, they, obviously, they played in college together. Uh, we've seen in the preseason as well. Mason Rudolph loves to go to James Washington. Um, I think that and, and the and the Steelers said they're they're benching Dante Moncrief, so could be a lot of targets for James Washington. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, pick and analysis because by this point, everybody has. Uh, picked everybody up right? right um i am looking in our anti-delaware league sorry to our delaware folks <laughs> um i'm looking at our waiver wire um i am gonna make my 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 pick uh randall cobb randall cobb what um he has quietly been uh effective and that might have been the redskins effect but <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a very, that's a very bad take. I'm sorry, fans. <laughs> no, I mean he. I mean against the Dolphins, anybody can can start to be a pretty effective. I mean, uh, so I, I think it's certainly possible that he uh, has another good game this week, um, and he's looked looked a lot better than he has in the past couple seasons. So maybe he is just uh, he, he could just end up being good this year. I I wouldn't go that far, but. Uh, certainly a week to play and would be here against the Dolphins, especially since uh, their nickel corner has just vacated the building. So, Yeah, and what I will say about this Cowboys offense, if from a fantasy perspective, I think um, objectively, I hate, well, obviously I hate the Cowboys, but objectively, Kellen Moore is using every wide receiver and tight end he can, every receiver he can. Uh, in this offense so far. And it, it's been impressive seeing the targets everyone gets. Yeah. So it, um, from a fantasy perspective, I wouldn't count out any of these Cowboys receivers. Yeah, I agree. Maybe even Devin Smith gets another big play. Uh, Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? Would you uh, – so uh, another guy I love in fantasy, um, but this week has a very tough matchup. How about uh, Terry McLaurin? Um, he's, I think he's been clearly the number one wide receiver on the Redskins. Um, but going against the bears defense, um, what do you think? Would you dare start Terry McLaurin this week? Um, if I'm in a 10 man league, I am not starting Terry McLaurin, but if I am in a 12 or 14, I'm definitely starting him. Um, the defense 
he's facing is going to be just suffocating. Um, so I, I do not like his fantasy prospects this week. And that is not on his team or his talent or anything. Um, if you see Terry McLaurin in any of your uh, waivers, waiver wires, uh, go and pick him up. Just pick him up right now. But this week will not be the Terry McLaurin week, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it, it's tough to put him out there against the Bears, but if you're, I, I, I wouldn't hate starting him. You know, if you're in a tight, if, if you don't have him, have much else, um, I, I think he's definitely a very low end, you know, wide receiver three. Um, but that you know, Manuel Sanders had a, had a really good game against the Bears last week. Um, I, I think you know maybe he could get some garbage time points. Uh, maybe he. I, I mean, the, the Bears. I don't think the Bears secondary is as good as as good as people think. Um, I think they're they're very good. Um, but Terry McLaurin is really the only option for Case Keenum to go to, and I think he'll get enough enough volume to be at least an okay play. Um, Certainly not somebody who I, I'm itching to start this week, but um, I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't hate starting him if, if I have to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate starting Terry McLaurin. Uh, I'm sorry if I sounded like that. No. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, you and I watch the Redskins a lot, and this feels like a game where we're going to try and run the ball, and I feel like Chris Thompson will be the back that gets – the most receptions. Wait, you don't think Adrian Peterson is going to get the most receptions? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to not even comment on that. Uh, I, I just feel like this is a Chris Thompson kind of week if we get that far behind. So, um, But Terry McLaurin uh, is a very valuable fantasy asset for sure. All right, fair enough. Um, why don't we move on to the tight ends of the world? Um, oh, boy. Yes, a lot of interesting tight ends in the league. Um, any uh, any tight ends that you have pretty strong opinions on, Pep? <laughs> you know, um, I've always had this feeling, Alex, if you do not have like a – a Kelsey or an Ertz or a Kittle or a Mark Andrews uh, or a Mark <laughs> Andrews. You are streaming a tight end every single week. So uh, my tight end stream of the week is Jason Witten. Jason uh, Witten. Not just because I, I know, I know it's 2019. I'm saying Jason Witten is my streamer. Um, not just because he's going up against the Dolphins, but because there is no better receiver for the Cowboys in the flat when they're in the red zone than Jason. Um, If you are looking for a quick, quick seven points, then Jason Witten is your guy. And that's how you should view every tight end. If you do not have an, a Kelsey Ertz or Kittle, Uh, you need your tight end to get like maybe seven points. (laughs) You're streaming. You are streaming at this point. Yeah, that, uh, they're they're like a defense to me. <laughs> That's fair. I think uh, I think Evan Ingram and Mark Andrews have become every week starters as well. Um, maybe not to that that level, but I think they're still you you still want to start those guys because they're going to get the volume and uh, get the targets. 
Um, I think Greg Olson is a very good start this week. Um, got a good matchup against the Cardinals. Um, I know Kyle Allen is in there now instead of Cam Newton. So I'll have to see who he likes going to, but still Greg Olson had a big week last week. Um, he, he, he is injured, but it says reports are that he expects to play. Um, uh, Darren Waller also been getting a lot of targets. So, I mean, he might be up, up to the every week starter range. Uh, I, I wouldn't put him, I mean, certainly there's, there aren't that many options. So he might just be a every week starter out of necessity for some people, but, um, certainly not up there with those other guys. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him up there. Um, also, I, I do like Will Disley as, as just a future play. I, I said I, I was into him. Uh, I did. I, I said, like, maybe Will Disley. Like, just the Seahawks are just that type <laughs> of team that we're like, I'm like, a guy like Will Disley is a good blocker and just, you know, he, he makes plays. He he two touchdowns last week. I, I'm, I'm in on Will Disley. Um if you need tight end, um, Pep, uh, can you make me feel better about OJ Howard? Or yeah, start Cameron Brayton instead. <laughs> okay, that, that doesn't that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> uh, I hey Alex, I have seen you picking up Will Disley in a lot of leagues, and um, I, I have advised my friends that text me asking me to start or manage their lineups. Um, I have advised them to pick up Will Disley. I even got a trade offer for Jason Witten this week. I will not call out the name, but someone <laughs> offered to trade me for Jason. They accepted, uh, and I advised them just, just, just pick up Will Disley, okay? <laughs> like because I, I had David and Joku in that league, so I had just picked up Jason Witten because of what my rant was earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and well, that's just. All right, well, you're, you're rolling with Jason Witten. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty concerned about O.J. Howard. It, not a target last week. It's just insane. Like, clearly the best tight end on that team, and obviously at least the third best target for on that team behind Godwin and Evans. Um, and really good matchup against the Giants. So I'm, I'm sticking with him for one more week. Um, if he does nothing this week. One more week? Yeah, I mean, if he does nothing against the Giants, then I, I don't know. I'm, I might just drop him. I, which is crazy because I drafted him like the fifth, sixth round in every league. But yeah, I mean, there, there's so much hype surrounding him. It's just so tough. Yeah, um, but I mean, if he does nothing against but, the Giants, then who is he going to do something against? I mean, I, I can't just hold on to two tight ends for the whole season. I, I don't know. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We'll talk about it next week. Um, Hopefully we won't. Hopefully we'll just have a big game. We'll be like, oh, yeah, we get to keep O.J. Howard on team. Um, Okay, any other tight ends you want to talk about, or should we? Let me see. Going down the the list here. All all, (laughs) fantasy-relevant tight ends. Yeah. Uh, If you're just really – Really desperate for a tight end. You want to stream someone. Uh, Mike Jasicki on the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get you a solid 
three points. I mean, that's as many points as the <laughs> Dolphins' offense is going to score. I actually probably more. So uh, yeah, I I don't. I, I, I'm not sorry, Mike Gesicki. <laughs> um, do I assume we don't care about kickers? Um, any defenses that might be kind of sleepers? Um, I think defensive sleepers. Let me go down the list here. I had one in mind. Um, you did think a defensive. Sleeper. You did mention Bucks D already. I did. I did Bucks D against the rookie quarterback. You always have to like that matchup. I also like Cardinals D against Kyle Allen. Oh yeah. Um, and then I I do have faith in the Seahawks defense at at um, against the Saints. Yeah, I like that call too. Um, certainly, like like I said in my pick 'em, um, the the time to break out a two quarterback offense uh, probably going to be complicated. Something that you haven't practice a whole lot of is probably not the best place to break it out is in Seattle with that 12th man. So um, we'll see how well that works out. Yeah. I mean, Sean Payton can do whatever he wants with this (laughs) little complicated Taysom Hill love triangle he's got going on, but that's just, that's not going to work. The Seahawks defense is just kind of, Getting their name back, if you will. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're gonna get their name back fully to the Seahawks defense. We always knew, but they're they're gonna create some turnovers, and um, it's always tough for any team to play at Quest Field. So I, I, I like the Seahawks defense in this one. And again, the Cardinals defense is starting to show up a little bit, and the Panthers offense has been absolutely stagnant. So we'll see. Um, and just Daniel Jones, I, I, I'm trying to put all my NFC East feelings aside. The Buccaneers defense coming off of last week's win against the, the Panthers. Yeah, that's impressive against Panthers offense and beat up Cam. Yeah, but uh, well. I, I, I thought that coached up nice. Yeah, the, Todd Bowles is blitzing like 50% of the time or something crazy like that. <laughs> Todd Bowles is just like, screw it, man. <laughs> but yeah, that Bill, or Bucksy has been... Impressive. Uh, what uh, I like the Bills D. I don't know if they count as a streamer anymore. They're, they're I think they're one of the best defenses in real life. Um, in fantasy, they haven't been as good, but I think a good matchup against the Bengals. Um, so you know, they're a solid start. Um, hey, my dark horse, Alex, is going to be Packers D. I don't know. Really I don't know problem. they're a dark horse anymore. Packers D has been been great. Well, if you have them and you need a defense against the Broncos. Yeah, you, I mean, yes, yeah. definitely start the Packers. I'd, I'd say for sure start the Packers defense. Um, Warren Burke's questionable, uh, but but might get him back, dude. Good. <laughs> Good. He, has the, he has a torn peck, but he is going to come back. Yep. Um, wish... The Redskins training staff was that good. But <laughs> anyway. Um I and uh I guess kicker news, Michael Badgley is out for the Chargers. So stream the other guy. Um Adam Vinatieri is a must not start. <laughs> um <laughs> just just um 
I have I have a lot of faith in uh, Greg the Leg always. Of course. And uh, if if you don't have a kicker by then, Bears Redskins will have plenty of kicks, folks. So. <laughs> yeah, start Eddie Pinheiro coming up big. Yeah, he he really is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, good good way to end the show with uh, with that. Um, well, I guess I guess we we do. Even though it is our fantasy podcast, we do need to end with some quick overreactions. Um, Pep, I assume you have this well prepared in hand. Um, what is very well prepared? What is your overreaction? My reaction is Gardner Minshew is the best quarterback in the league because he has a mustache. And reason number two, he passed for 200 yards on Thursday night. And he is just the best quarterback to ever grace this league. The best six-round pick ever. Not Tom Brady. It's Gardner Minshew, folks. He's the best ever. Damn. All right. Is that good enough for you? Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good overreaction. Uh, my overreaction is that Darwin Thompson will be a top 10 fantasy running back this week, today. I like it. I like it. That's very that that's a very possible um, possible scenario. Yeah, uh, he's gonna rush all over the Ravens. You know, get a lot of catches too. Well, he'll he'll just be maybe he'll throw a touchdown too. Who knows? Um, all right, <laughs> let's get out of here so that we can get this up for our fans. Uh, I, with uh, Pep the Chip, uh, I am your host. Hey, uh, Axe. Um, this was our fantasy preview show. Have a great 